0: Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a power rankings Tuesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. It's one of your favorite days. It is the day where I talk about every single team. I might sing a little bit along the way. And we got a game to talk about last night's game, which ended up being highly entertaining. And for those of you that listen to the Even Money podcast, highly disappointing. Speaking of that, it's been very popular now that we are putting our Even Money bets on our private Slack channel for the Tuckheads. We're getting a lot of patrons to sign up. Patreon.com slash RT Media. You go to the $10 level, you become a Tuckhead, you get access to all of our Slack channel, which is awesome because you can interact with all of our guys and gals who are awesome, beer, food, any different show, what's going on in the NFL, et cetera. But now you can also see in written form all of our even money bets. You don't have to try to write them down yourself as well as what we do on Friday picks, Tuesday power rankings like today. So you don't have to write those down for those of you that are really into it as well as even stuff like the, Press box food, right? It's all there. It's all there for you. So, patreon.com slash RT Media. Shout out to Jonathan Stock. Jonathan, congratulations for being a part of the crew. We keep racking them up. I will keep giving you guys shout outs. We'll have a new Spread the Word winner on Friday this week like we do every single week. Could be you this week. It's the easiest contest I know about. We really appreciate any engagement. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even YouTube. It all counts. It all helps. A retweet, a like, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, means a great deal. And then we'll have a sponsor confirmation email winner on Friday. Highly suggest you take advantage of the DraftKings code Ross this week. Send me a screenshot of it. Got something pretty cool. I think we'll probably announce it tomorrow, but got something pretty cool coming your way for whoever goes ahead and does that this week. So uh I'd say go ahead, especially if you're in Tennessee. They're one hundred percent live in Tennessee now, which is cool. It's big show time. The big show.
1: Morning, Ross. It was an entertaining Monday night football game last night. Your biggest takeaways from the Buccaneers' 25-23 victory over the New York Giants.
0: Well, certainly, I mean, I got a lot of takeaways, Brian. Certainly, it was closer than I thought it would be. And we can get to the last drive at the end because it affected uh, my two-team teaser for even money. But Giants got off to a really good start. I mean, the Bucs moved the ball but has it all settled for a field goal? That was one of the themes of the night was the underrated, underappreciated Giants defense stepping up, rising to the occasion, and making the Bucks settle for field goals. They did it four times, I want to say. I mean, they did it a bunch. Um, they did it a bunch in the game, and it was a huge difference in the game. I mean, they they still lost, but it helped keep them in there. I'm I continue to be pretty impressed. With the Giants' defense, Bradbury at corner, Martinez at linebacker, the D line's pretty beastly. I thought it was a really nice performance overall by the Giants' defense. I mean, consider the two previous games; the Bucks' offense had scored what in the 40s, so to hold them to 25 is a is a pretty darn good job by the uh, by the Giants' defense, and they got some turnovers. Ronald Jones. Fumbles deep in his own territory. Giants, uh, Blake Martinez caused it. Daniel Jones throws a beautiful touchdown to Deion Lewis for, um, for a touchdown. And the Giants had the lead seven to three. And then they started running the ball on him, Brian. I mean, Wayne Gallman, you know what? He's not Saquon Barkley, but Wayne Gallman for the Giants is a better running back than I realized. And he actually did a really nice job. In this game, including a touchdown, they were up fourteen to three. Were the Giants and the Bucks found a way to move the ball and get a late field goal? But still, fourteen to six at halftime in favor of the G-Men who threw who wore their nineteen ninety uniforms, which are pretty cool. Takes you back to uh, back in the day, like the Lawrence Taylor uniforms, which I think are cool. Then the second half, man, you know. I try to give Daniel Jones the benefit of the doubt. I think that there's hope there. But he started a lot of games now. You know, he started over 20 football games now. And he still throws turnovers, throws interceptions, and turns the football over in ways that you absolutely cannot. He had two really bad interceptions in the second half. It hurt the Giants tremendously. Brady was able to get it going a little bit more after that, through a touchdown pass to Gronk as he finally got Gronk going in the second half. Gronk didn't do a whole lot in the first half, but he got him going in the second half. And then, and then Daniel Jones threw another interception and Brady was able to uh, throw a pass to Cam Brady, got down there and a beautiful layout for the football by Mike Evans. I mean, just a phenomenal catch. He had to really accelerate and dive. It was actually pretty good coverage by James Bradbury. So then the Bucs uh, got that touchdown, they, and then they were up by eight over the Giants. And this is this is when it got especially interesting, Bri, because uh, Daniel Jones took him down the field on a two-minute drill. He converted a fourth and five A fourth and 16. Levante David dropped an easy interception. And by the way, for those of you that listen to the Even Money podcast, which we are back to posting today this week on a Tuesday, but for those of you that um, listen or watch on youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, the Even Money podcast, I had the Eagles teased down and I had the Bucks teased down to minus four and a half. And Daniel Jones, fourth and five, fourth and sixteen, he got it done. An awesome, awesome touchdown pass to Golden Tate back to the end zone, which was really impressive by Daniel Jones. Great catch by Tate. Then they go for two uh, to tie it up. A little bit of controversy because they they threw the uh, they threw the flag, and then, then they discussed it and picked it up. I think they ultimately got it right. I don't think it would have been the worst call in the history of the world if they, if they kept the interference on Antoine Winfield Jr. You guys know my philosophy, and I was tweeting about it at Ross Tucker NFL earlier in the game. When in doubt, don't throw the flag. And so um, I like that they picked it up. It felt like, first of all, it was a terrible throw by Daniel Jones. He shouldn't be rewarded for that. And the ball hit Antoine Winfield's arm as he was hitting uh, Dion Lewis so i 'm fine with the no call there bucks twenty five giants twenty three not the uh, most impressive win for the bucks, but it counts, and a lot of times you just want to get the job done that 's what NetSuite lets you do, Brian. It lets you get the job done. look I got a few small businesses. Brian and I are involved in this one together it's hard it is hard with all of the different things you're looking at, right? I mean, spreadsheets and software, it's kind of nice with NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, your HR inventory, e-commerce and more everything you need all in one place instantaneously. So whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, save time and money, with NetSuite, let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com/tucker. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com/tucker. netsuite.com/tucker.
1: It's time for the all-important all important power, power ranking. Ranks. The worst team in the history of the NFL is once again, it's the New York Jets at number 32.
0: You know, because Mike Pettin was a D coordinator for the Jets for a long time, Bry. we have gotten some requests for the Mike Pettin audio. Do you still have that? Or did I just put you on the spot?
1: Uh, I'm going to stall for just a second. Keep talking, keep talking, Ross. Because right, uh, well,
0: while you're talking, uh, now Jets, you,
1: you know what? Don't you? Don't even need to talk here.
0: You know, hopefully, at the end of the day, you know, next week when when people tune into the Ross Tucker podcast, they can see the Browns aren't. I think you got, I think you had us at 33rd uh, when I when I checked <laughs> Oh in. my God! How, <laughs> who told hopefully, you Hopefully, that. we can move up a little, couple spots. <laughs> uh, that oh, that never ceases to make me chuckle. My guy, Mike Patton. Uh, he was talking about the Browns, but he spent a lot of time with the Rex Ryan and the Jets. Uh, they're a terrible football team. We know that. They traded Avery Williamson to the Steelers. So for the Jets, they save money. They get a fifth-round pick. But then they had to give the Steelers a seventh-round pick, so it's not like that great of a trade for them. But they save money on the rest of the year when the salary cap's going to be lower next year. And they are able to... Um, go ahead and move up two rounds. So I get it. I mean, it's already a lost season. You might as well. Number 31. If, if Avery, the, sorry, Brian. If Avery Williams is not part of the uh, future.
1: All right. Now, number 31, the Jacksonville
0: Jaguars. It looks like we got a new starting quarterback there, Brian. Jake Luton. I think it's uh, Luton. Luton. I don't even remember. Greg Cosell liked them though. Kind of a Greg Cosell favorite. Looks like he is going to be the starting quarterback for the Jags, which makes sense, right? I think, A, Minshew's banged up. B, I think they've decided that Minshew's not going to be the long-term guy. And they want to see what they have in Luton. I mean, maybe he's Tom Brady. Maybe he's awesome. Six-round pick. Doubtful. But it's a smart move to find out what they have in him the rest of the year before the draft. So I think that's the right decision by the Jags.
1: Number 30, the Dallas Cowboys.
0: I felt like they at least put forth effort on Sunday night, which is something I'm not sure could be said for what they had been doing the two weeks prior to that. They at least put up a good fight. They just didn't have the horses uh, to be able to beat the Eagles, but it was a, I mean, four turnover. Defense played much better. Step in the right direction, I suppose.
1: Number 29, the New York Giants.
0: Obviously kind of hit on them pretty good. They only have one win, but you know they're in every game. I feel like the Giants lose every game by two points, one point. This is one of those – I haven't even seen the Joe Judge quotes yet, Brian, but I bet you he's talking about we just need to have to learn how to win. We need to learn how to win. The Giants haven't learned how to win yet.
1: Number 28, the Washington football team.
0: They had a buy, so not much to say there. I don't think they're going to trade Dwayne Haskins or Ryan Kerrigan, although you know those rumors are out there.
1: Twenty-seven, the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: That's kind of where I am right now. For those of you that are looking at my yet a lovely hotel room again, by the way, Brian, you like how I have that um, that drying? What is that called? The ironing ironing board ironing board yeah i've never used that in my life i have the ironing board out here because they don't have somewhere to put your suitcase plus the ironing board's higher so i just put my suitcase up on the ironing board so i can just work work with my clothes there i didn't it's i mean listen parents paid a lot of money for me to go to princeton that's why genius moves like that but i guess if i was that much of a genius i probably would have Remember to move it before we started recording this morning, the Power Rankings Tuesday, so people can see my opened luggage bag and on an ironing board over my right shoulder here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Well, it's better than
1: yesterday when we saw the unmade bed in the background from the hotel room.
0: Yeah, did you want me to make a hotel room bed at 6 a.m. just for however many people watch on YouTube? Um, that's, look, we got we got to incentivize people to check out our YouTube page. That's the incentive. Yesterday, the unmade bed. Today, the ironing board. It's, it's big time. Uh, anyway, I'm outside of Cincinnati because I'm doing Ball State at Miami of Ohio tomorrow night on CBS Sports Network. Huge win for the Bengals. Huge step forward for the O-line.
1: Number 26, the Atlanta Falcons.
0: I think that those players, and I said this last Friday, deserve a lot of credit for sticking together, toughing it out, and getting that win over the Panthers. That was an impressive win by them that obviously I I did not expect.
1: 25, the Denver Broncos.
0: You know, it's weird, Bri. With Giants, um, with most of these teams, okay, I think it's the exact same bottom... Ten this week, I didn't move it. So, like the Broncos won, and it was a nice comeback, but they didn't play great. And I didn't. I'm not moving them ahead of the Texans. I don't really think they're necessarily better than the Chargers. They just won the game. So, at any rate, uh, Broncos got the win. They deserve it. Uh, goodness knows, I needed that for even money podcast but I don't know that I saw enough against the Chargers to think that they deserve to move up in the power rankings. 24th, Houston Texans. Texans had a bye. Uh, Will Fuller uh, evidently seems like he is uh, available, and if that's the case, I would expect Will Fuller to be moved today. So we'll see. We can talk about it with Andrew Brandt tomorrow on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, but I would expect... Um, him to be moved as of uh, tomorrow morning when we talk. The trade deadline's today at 4, but we shall see.
1: Number 23, the L.A. Chargers.
0: Kind of feels like the players like Anthony Lynn, but unless they turn it around in the second half of this year, I think it's probably hard to justify keeping him after last year and all of the collapses this year. And I really like Anthony Lynn as a man. I think I talked to him a whole year or two years on satellite radio with Ed McCaffrey. 22, the New England Patriots. You know, I'm not moving them up for being decent against the Bills. I'm not, there's too many other teams ahead of them that have been better, are better, were better. There's something still off with the Patriots. You know, they allowed the Bills to run the ball very effectively on them. I think Belichick probably was willing to make the Bills prove that since they hadn't been able to, you know, since they had been doing most of their damage in the air, Belichick's going to make you do what you haven't proven you can do that well. But now Belichick is talking about the salary cap and we sold out. I got to tell you, he does not sound very, very Belichickian right now with with making these excuses about what, dude. Your team's bad. You have a bad football team. You're the head coach of a bad team. Don't make excuses. You don't. You don't ever let anybody else make excuses. C- certainly, players. And you got plenty of salary cap maneuvering you could have done. You're you're a bad team. Stop making excuses.
1: Twenty one. The Detroit Lions.
0: Yeah, I mean, now we have some variety from last week. They moved down a couple spots. They kind of just switched with the Vikings because the Vikings had an impressive performance and the Lions clearly did not.
1: Number 20, the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Didn't move them at all. Uh, They've won two in a row now. I don't necessarily feel any better about them. Wentz had four costly turnovers. In, In a weird way, you almost feel worse because it felt like Wentz, had been making progress over the last three or four games, and it was clearly a, a step back for him.
1: Number 19, the Minnesota Vikings.
0: The Minnesota Vikings. Huge win. Very impressive win. Um, they rode Dalvin Cook. You know, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to really get back in the mix long term. But I do think that they deserve some credit for putting forth that performance off of the bye. Mike Zimmer can get his guys to play for him. I think that was a big takeaway, as any, for the, um, for the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Number 18, the San Francisco 49ers.
0: Well, it's gone from bad to worse now, Brian. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo... Is going on IR. They're going to try to let him have that high ankle sprain heal, so he's out for at least six weeks. I've seen one report. George Kittle has a fracture in his foot. He's out for eight weeks. So it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a real bummer for for the Niners at this point. It's going to end up being I think a lost season for them which is a shame coming off of going to the Super Bowl, obviously.
1: Number 17, the Carolina
0: Panthers. So they've they've taken a step back the last couple weeks. In particular, that game against the Falcons was a game I thought they would play better. I thought they would win after the Saints game. So now it feels like the Panthers, for a while it looked like they could be in the mix and maybe in the playoff race, but now it looks like no.
1: Number 16, the Miami Dolphins.
0: Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins have a winning record, Brian. A winning record. I'm happy for Dolphins fans. There's a lot of them. It's been a rough however many years. I am very happy for Dolphins fans. And they're doing the right thing, I think. Now that I, now that I saw Tua, even though he didn't play great, I do think with – the amount of draft picks they have, they need to see, like, if he stinks up the joint the rest of the year, which I think is unlikely, they need to consider potentially a uh, um, a Josh Rosen move and take Kyler Murray. The difference is they're not going to have the number one pick. They only have four wins. So they're not really going to be able to get – I don't think the Dolphins are really going to be – they're going to get at least six or seven wins. So it's going to be hard for the Dolphins, even though they have the Texans pick as well, to get a guy that's actually better than Tua. I mean, they're not getting Trevor Lawrence, probably not getting Justin Fields either. Number 15, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. Huge win for them on on Sunday against Cleveland. They needed that gutsy, run-the-football, bad-weather, That was the type of Raiders win that their fans can appreciate. And I will be there um, in Las Vegas on Saturday and at the Raiders stadium. So looking forward, it's a college game, doing a UNLV game, but looking forward to being at the the Death Star, as they call it, on Saturday. Should be really cool.
1: Number 14, the Chicago Bears.
0: So uh, the Bears, Javon Wims was – suspended two games by the NFL, the wide receiver, who I guess 10 or 11 minutes later after Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had taken his had ripped his mouthpiece out, Javon Wims went and punched him a couple times and got the penalty and got ejected and all that stuff, really hurting his team with the penalty, with the ejection, being down a guy on special teams and at receiver. I tweeted this yesterday, Brian and I believe it, the NFL should suspend him at Ross Tucker NFL. They did. I also think the Bears should strongly consider releasing him. I mean, he's not one of their top receivers like Allen Robinson or Anthony Miller or Darnell Mooney, and that was just so egregious. And it's funny to see all these people tweet me, Bry, saying, you're so soft. You're a bleep. You're a bleep. I mean – these people have no idea, my background, no idea what I was like as a player. Kind of makes me laugh. Talk to any of my former teammates. They can tell you, I assure you. It, it becomes a bunch of guys, a bunch of people on Twitter, Twitter tough guys that have never been in a fight in their life being like, you're being such a bleep. I'm not even gonna say it on the show, uh, cracks me up. You know what, going 11 minutes later and punching a guy in, you know, in a cheap shot when he's not ready for it and hurting your team, that's not tough, Twitter tough guys, at all. You know what? Find a way to get after his you-know-what in the context of a legal play. Find a way to go hit him and block him and pancake him in the context of the sport that, wait for it, actually lets you hit people don't kill your team like you did and be selfish you're you're out there a decent amount of plays go hit him next chance you get
1: number 13 the Cleveland Browns
0: bad loss for the Browns bad loss for their playoff hopes you cannot have something like that happen so that was that was pretty brutal actually um, especially when they fancy themselves Bry as a team that can run the football and they got out, they got out physical by the Raiders in that game.
1: Number 12, the Tennessee
0: Titans. Titans made a move yesterday that they felt like they needed to make. They got Desmond King from the chargers. Desmond King wasn't really playing for the chargers. I guess reportedly there had been some issues on and off the field with King. So he's not playing – he wasn't playing for the Chargers. Titans wanted a guy that can play in their nickel on defense. They never really replaced that guy when they lost Logan Ryan. So that's one thing they think will help their defense. I like the move. Number 11, the L.A. Rams. Disappointing loss for the Rams. You know, they had some fluke things happen. You know, the fumble return for a touchdown – Punt return for a touchdown. I'm not killing the Rams that much. They still had like 200, 300 yards more of offense than the Dolphins.
1: Number 10, the New Orleans Saints.
0: Oh, when the Saints. Oh, when the Saints. Oh, when the Saints. Oh, when the Saints come marching. Come marching. Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number. When the Saints come marching. That was a new one for me, Bri. Very impressive. Okay, thank you. Um uh, anyway, you can you can actually see me sing on YouTube, youtube.com. Maybe that's how I'll become a YouTube star, a YouTuber, as the kids say. Uh, so the Saints, something is still not quite right there, but they keep finding ways to win close games. I guess that's the positive. They don't really feel like a Super Bowl contender right now though, but there's a lot of time between now and then. They did get another linebacker. Quan Alexander from the 49ers, he's kind of had a big salary and he's been injury-prone. So the Saints traded uh, Kiko Alonso. Fourth time Kiko Alonso has been traded to the Saints, uh, to the Niners for Quan Alexander and a draft pick.
1: Number nine, the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Cardinals um, had a bye, so not much to say there. Number eight, the
1: Indianapolis Colts.
0: They're coming, Bry. They're coming. I moved them up a good six spots, five spots maybe. That was really impressive over the Lions. And the thing is, is their they're, they're defense has always been good. But now their offense is picking up the slack a little bit, which bodes well for them. They're, they're now top 10 team range.
1: Number seven, the Buffalo Bills.
0: Well, we talked about it yesterday. But they did it. They finally did it. Now, it's not like a done deal in the AFC East yet. They're going to have to take care of business against the Dolphins and keep winning. And they got to score more points than they have been recently. But it's hard to overstate how big that win was for them against New England on Sunday.
1: Number six, the Green Bay Packers.
0: Packers moved down a spot. By the way, A.J. Dillon, their second-round pick running back who they really didn't need and hasn't done much, He uh, tested positive for COVID. They play the Niners Thursday night, although the Niners are so beat up. But the Packers play the Niners Thursday night. A.J. Dillon won't play. Aaron Jones is still banged up. And Jamal Williams, last I checked, was a close contact for A.J. Dillon. So there's a a lot going on there for the Packers.
1: Number five, the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Who also have a COVID-positive player. Marlon Humphrey, you didn't. You didn't get too close to Mar- Marlon Humphrey yesterday, did you, Bri, or Sunday?
1: I did not, no. He was not in line for the
0: chicken parm, so didn't see him. Got it. Well, you had chicken parm, too? We yes. both had chicken parm, Bri. Yes, We're chicken parm brothers on Sunday. That's awesome. So, yeah, the Ravens, again, something is not quite right with Lamar Jackson in the passing game, although it was a good sign that they ran the ball so much better. The issue is now they lose Ronnie Stanley. It's tough, man. It's really That's going to be tough for them. Number four, the Seattle Seahawks. Thoroughly dominated the Niners. Impressive win. Defense looked a little bit better. That's why they move up a couple spots.
1: Number three, Tampa Bay Bucks.
0: It was not pretty. I thought long and hard, Bri, about moving the Seahawks ahead of them, maybe even the Ravens ahead of them. But I already moved the Seahawks up two spots. And it's okay to win ugly. You're not going to win 45-20 every week. And the fact that the Bucks came back from down 14-3 to on the road, that's the sign of a good team when you win even though you don't play that well. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. Not a whole lot of argument here, obviously. Another dominant performance. I would like to see, though, more evidence that they can put it all together like the Steelers do in a lot of games, running the ball. They didn't run the ball well Sunday. Defense, they were okay. You know, that look they might be able to win just by outscoring you, but I'd like to see them if, if they want to be number one in my power rankings, they gotta they gotta show that they can be a little bit more diverse. Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is at number one, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this is pretty obvious road win over Tennessee, road win over Baltimore, doing it, running the ball, throwing the ball, defense, undefeated. They deserve it. I don't think there's a very strong argument. People were getting all over me when I tweeted this during the Titans game. I don't think there's a very strong argument to the contrary right now, other than Patrick Mahomes is so good. Yes, he is. But the Steelers are the best team in football right now. Look, it doesn't matter. I mean, all oh, it matters is who's the best football team at the end, but they have earned the number one spot in my power rankings. Other than that, Bry, very excited about the Even Money podcast today, although I'm still frustrated that Daniel Jones scored that touchdown. Does make it more entertaining, though, more interesting. You know, It was already interesting, but then for us to, you know, for me to know that that would be a four point swing for me on the Even Money podcast, let's just say I was. Very interested in the ending of that game. Um, Got to give some shout-outs like we always do. So we'll have the Even Money podcast later like we always do. Subscribe to it. Uh, listen to it. And also make sure that you are a patron so you can see all of the bets that Steve and I make today. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing. DynastyFreaks.com. Culture. SteakhouseSports.com and Vision Comics with an X. Remember to take advantage of the DraftKings offer. Use the code Ross. Screenshot it. Even if you can't make a deposit, send that to me this week. You're going to be glad that you did. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast.